Where's the quick twitch athlete? Steve, I can't remember the last time Mississippi State's defense was this bad. It may have been some overlap between Cheryl and Kroom. But uh, how surprised are you that this defense lacks athleticism and speed like they do? Well, yeah, I mean, that that's the big, you know, that, that's the issue, really. I mean, if you get down to it, I mean, yeah, the LSU game was the complete debacle in every aspect other than special teams, you know, and everybody always harps on special teams. Special teams was great. State still got blown out. But, uh, yeah, the reality of this whole thing is is that you expected to have more continuity and consistency on defense because, you know, yeah, yeah you lost a few players. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. However, uh, you're running the same system. You got, uh, you know, basically the, the same staff with a couple of changes there, but we expected that to be the strength of the team. And, uh, you know, looking back at last weekend, you know, when I broke the game down yesterday, second half of that ball game, defense actually played pretty well. And the problem was you give up 20 in the first half and then you give up that big play to start the third quarter. It really didn't matter how well you played the rest of the game. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's already at, it's 27. You give up 10 the rest of the ball game, and seven of that comes uh, after that you know ridiculous uh, fumble call that was an incomplete pass. But yeah, you know, I think that's where a lot of the frustration comes from. You expected some bumps in the road installing a new offense, even though you had some maturity. But you thought the defense was good enough to keep you in some ball games. But the defensive numbers are absolutely horrendous, and that's been a huge disappointment. I don't know if there's anything they can do. Um, people are talking about play calling. I, I don't. I said this earlier, Steve. I'm not sure if it matters if Dick LeBeau becomes the play caller at Mississippi State, um, you know, or Wade Phillips. They. I just don't think they have the dudes. They've the 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 four different coaches since 2017 has not been kind. There's been some misevaluations, but the new staffs coming in, you know, and look. I'm all about Arnett. He's done some really good things. But Arnett and Brock have been there for the last three or four recruiting cycles, too. So I I don't know if they can improve that much. Are you buying that there can be some kind of mass turnaround and improvement for the unit? Well, I think I think at this point if you, you'd be happy with average. I mean, you know, let's just kind of call it for what it is. And I think one of the things that you've got to do is we talk about you know, players and schematic things and all that stuff. I think one of the, the glaring issues is that the pass rush has not been able to get home. And in years past, you've been able to bring these exotic looks and kind of get there and, uh, you know, force some action. But, I mean, how many times have we seen it where State brings both backers and then doesn't get home and then the middle of the field is vacated and the quarterback tucks it and runs to open space or they find a crossing route uh, they're in the middle of the field. And so I think that's something you got to evaluate. And I think when you go back to look at year one under Arnett, I think uh, they were among the worst teams in the country on zero pressure. You know, it's like zero coverage. They, they would go all out, and then they, people would find a way to complete a pass because you couldn't get home. And so later in the year, they begin to kind of change things up and disguise those protectives as blitzes and coverages a little bit more. Uh, they got to get back to the drawing board and kind of figure that aspect of it out because, uh, you know, if you can't impact the quarterback, you're going to get up a lot of points every single ball game. And I think there are some things the state's doing schematically that probably could be corrected a little bit, but that's probably the, the biggest issue is that the pass rush has to get home. Okay. Who would – all right, let, let's talk about Sean Pre- – I, I don't think they have anybody. I mean, to, here's what I see. Steve Robertson, jeanspage.com, 247 Sports. 
So Pickering and Cromedy, they're not getting off the blocks as much. Pickering has shown some flashes. I don't know. What happened to Jaden Cromedy between last yeah, year and him playing well the last four games once he came off injury? What what happened to him from January to August, Steve, real quick? Yeah, man, that's a good question. You know, I mean, you know, when he was in the games last year, I mean, you know, he was, you know, state's best down lineman. And uh, yeah. I, I'd venture to say right now Nathan Pickering's having the better year. The stats support that. The film supports that. Uh, there are some games, obviously, that uh, he has some possessions where he just kind of takes over a game. You'd like to see him do it throughout a ball game, but uh, he's been state's best offensive lineman so far. And uh, you know, I think Marcus Banks has done some good things, but the secondary, uh, especially at that left cornerback spot, has been been really spotty. D. Cam's not having the year that so far that people expected him to have. And good lord, you know, it's like you get Martin Emerson goes pro early, Forbes goes pro early, and. I don't think they've done a good enough job replenishing the talent behind those guys, and I think Decam's going to be a good guy. But you know, he's going to you know, he's going to have the most difficult assignments on the schedule. You know, and you saw what happened this past week. I mean, they ended up getting uh, DeCarlos Nicholson, who's a very gifted athlete, but not a lot of reps at corner over the course of his football career. And he gets paired up in a couple bad situations and gets beat for a couple long touchdowns and. If you don't think Nick Saban's looking at that this week and saying, hey, we need to go throw it four, you're kidding yourself. Okay. I don't think they have an edge rusher on the team. Uh, DeMonte Russell looks – he looks great coming off the bus. I wonder if he's 10 pounds too heavy. Uh, I know he's a big run stopper. I know you have to have some weight, but he's listed at 280. You may not be buying that, but I just wonder if he needs to be 10 to 12 pounds lighter – and and you know that's that ship's already sailed for this year. So, Steve, do you remember how Jamal Adams at LSU was traded from the Jets to the Seahawks, and Pete Carroll used him? Uh, I mean, he would blitz him, um, he would line him up on the line of scrimmage, and so on. Here's my question: Sean Preston Jr. looks like the only big-time athlete on the defensive side of the football right now. Do you think they'll think about moving him around, or they got to keep him back, you know, 10, 12 yards off the ball because of safety's his natural position? Yeah, that's the quandary, right? Because, you know, he is a guy, obviously, that you could bring, and he is a physical guy that uh, you know, has really been primarily better against the run. I mean, coverage has just kind of been average at best sometimes. He gets beaten coverage sometimes. And you start thinking, what's the best way to utilize him? And, and he is he is kind of the tip of the sword in many respects because, you know, he hits people with bad intentions. And I still said that targeting call was ridiculous. <laughs> but, I mean, you saw as soon as he got in the ball game Saturday, he was a difference maker. And unfortunately yeah. for him, man, the game was largely decided. I mean, you know, basically one play into his ball game, South Carolina's only got, already got 27 points. You know, and, and you'd like to think he would have made somewhat of a difference. And that's, again, you go back to that – how bad was State to play without pressing in the ball game in that first half? Well, it was considerable, and yeah. that, that's the thing you've got to correct. You've got to find a way to get off the field. And you know, there's a couple plays here and there in that ball game. I mean, just like the you know the the, the horse collar tackle, it was the right call. Buki didn't do anything malicious. It's just one of those things that happens, right? I mean, it's just a situation where a guy's trying to make a play, and his hand gets locked up in the wrong spot. You know, but. You, know, you look at that play, you look at the holding call on Rylan Godey, and, you know, there's – it never boils down to one play, but there were so many of those one plays that the state just does something a little bit different. It's a different ball game. 